Welcome to the Loudoun Impact Podcast, interviewing purpose-driven leaders in Loudoun County, Virginia. And now, here is your host, J.C. Sylvie. J.C. is a Naval Academy graduate, former Navy pilot, and now top real estate agent, focusing exclusively in Loudoun County. Really excited to welcome my next guest today. Her name is Melissa Hinton. She is the founder and chairman of Loudoun Serenity House right here in downtown Leesburg. Thanks for joining me. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's, it's an honor to yeah, be part of this. Yeah, I'm a, uh, I've heard a lot about this charity and the foundation, and I thought you'd be a great guest. I, I think you are a purpose-driven leader, uh, as uh, my podcast title implies, that that's what we like to focus on people like that. And when I heard your story, I, I thought the audience would love to hear more about the Loud and Serenity House. So let's uh, jump right into that and yeah, thank you can you. tell us a little bit about it. Sure. Thank you, JC. Um, two years ago, or actually a couple years ago, I started to realize that we had an unmet need in Loudoun County. Um, I, I have been in recovery, got, got into recovery as a young person when I was 20 and ha- having gone through treatment centers and in a sober house, uh, working with young women in the area 20 years ago when I moved here, I just realized this area boomed and there really weren't services for women. Mm-hmm. There are some for men, but none for women. So over the past few years, it's just really tugging at my heart. And I just said, I, I got to do something. We got to get this addressed. And sober living or recovery houses are really kind of the low hanging fruit of helping people because mm-hmm. it, it helps people get through that first year of recovery, which is the hardest. You can go through treatment centers, uh, you know, quit on your own, but that first year is really critical of forming new uh, coping skills and that sure. sort of thing. So that's the focus for the the house yeah. itself. And we yeah. are actually shooting in the house. It's under renovation. So yeah. uh, you guys are doing a, a ton of work here. It's really neat. I think it's going to be a beautiful house. But tell me a little bit about the purpose of the house. Who Who is going to be coming to this home? Okay, so our, our resident that we're targeting is somebody that's been through treatment and outpatient, inpatient, has had some exposure or understanding of substance use disorder and has a desire and the motivation to make some changes and, mm-hmm. and to make their life, you know, healthy and sure. and one of abstinence. And we want to help them in their first year to mm-hmm. kind of stay on track and, and accountability and learn personal responsibility. But when we have residents or accept them to the house, we really look for people to hear in their voice where where they're at if if they're really ready to to head down this road. Right. So what are some of the things that will give you an indication of somebody being ready? People uh, having a bit of humility mm-hmm. and saying, this is what I need to do. Maybe not what I want to do, but what I need to do. Yeah. There's a big difference. Right. Uh, taking suggestions. People, people suggested that they went to treatment, so they've done that. People suggest that they look into recovery houses, so they're looking into recovery houses. Right. Uh, starting to surround themselves with mentors and supporters, and that sort yeah. of thing. Those are things yeah. that we look for. And of course, if they have a referral from a counselor or a treatment center, that that's key too. We want to make sure that people are medically stable when they come to the house because mm-hmm. we're not a treatment center. We don't want people to get in medical distress. It's residential living. 
uh, with structure, people will be working and paying rent and that sort of thing. Yeah, so that that's a good point. Um, they they do work and mm-hmm. they will pay rent rent, so it's not free. Right. But what's the support like? What do you provide in the house? So we have a house manager slash recovery coach, mm-hmm. and this person works with the women, gets to know them, looks at a, a weekly treatment goals for them because each week they'll have treatment not treatment goals but recovery goals because we're not treatment recovery goals so uh their support system and what they're doing to take responsibility for the recovery they're going to see their therapist they're going to self-help meetings Mm -hmm. they're they're doing what they need to do to get well they're eating healthy they're exercising Mm -hmm. so that's all part of that the house environment what are the responsibilities in the house? Do they share cooking duties? Absolutely. I mean, is there somebody like yeah. a rotation, that kind of thing? Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, I guess you could say it's a sisterhood. So yeah. they, they will have a weekly house meeting and prepare a meal together, learn how to cook a, a nice healthy meal together. And also after that, they'll have a house meeting where they kind of talk about their chores and their sharing responsibility in the house and talking about any, any issues that are going on. Trying to be honest and lay lay things on the table, learn how to communicate. Right. And the house manager is there to help the women navigate, not Mm -hmm. necessarily be a heavy hand, but help steer them in the right direction on things. Yeah. How many women uh, will be in the house? We can have up to eight women Mm -hmm. in the house. And, uh, and is that by code or is that uh, just a function yeah, of how many bedrooms? It's, it's by the size of the house uh-huh. and the functionality of the house. We want it to be safe. We want it to mm-hmm. have enough space. And right. we also don't want to take on too many residents that we can't give them the, the personal attention and support. support that they need. Yeah. So um, this is a, a work in progress, obviously. The house is, it looks like you've ton, made a ton of progress, actually. You're pretty pretty close to getting ready to open right yes it's a beautiful house we plan to open by october 1st we mm-hmm. have our website up which is www.loudandserenity.org uh-huh. and uh so people can submit an application for residency and i kind of gave you some of the guidelines that we look for yep uh, we don't want to be hard with you have to check these three boxes in order to get in i mean it's really an interview mm-hmm. and looking at the application and and seeing, you know, learning a little bit more about the person. Yeah. Primary diagnosis would be substance use disorder. Uh-huh. So we don't want to do people a disservice by taking somebody that really primarily has another issue, right? And not right. have the mental health professionals or the people here. Yeah, so. right. So you touched on this in the beginning, um, Melissa. You um, went through the same kind of process as a, as a young, yeah. young girl, right? Yeah. Can you... Tell us a little Absolutely. bit about that. I was 17, a senior in high school. Mm-hmm. My dad had been in um, self-help. He had gotten some help for himself. I grew up in a very uh, addicted family. Mm-hmm. And so I was around alcohol and drugs as a young person. And uh, out of the three of us kids, I was the one that was probably drawn to it the earliest. And so I found myself with an intervention from an employee assistance program and into a treatment center. Mm -hmm. And I was there for 30 days. I was 17. Everybody else in the treatment center was 25, 26 years old or older. Right. And I was a real anomaly. Yeah. There's a lot more help now, I think, for kids than there was back then. And it took me about two and a half years to really come around. I spent a lot of time in the self-help groups and going Mm -hmm. to therapy and uh, listening. But it, it was a process. So it didn't take, you know, right away, Mm -hmm. but it's a process. And that's one message that I like to tell people. Often people will say, oh, my brother or sister's been through, you know, numerous treatments and this and that. So 
my sister died last October and uh, we were very close mm -hmm. and we shared a lot of the same friends in recovery and uh, she had a husband and a son and uh, it's a very painful uh, experience to walk through with her for the past couple years. Right. But we were able to get her into some recovery houses in California. There weren't any here. And this oh. is the exact type of house that we need she here. She needed. So yeah. she would come and stay with me mm -hmm. and stay uh, sober and clean for months at a time. But uh, she had called around and tried to find a place here and we couldn't find anything there are some lower level houses that are unmonitored, but mm -hmm. she needed to be breathalyzed and monitored. Right. And she needed that extra support. Right. Do you do that here? Breathalyzed? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we and do. And that's a condition of living here. Yeah. And I would say that some people are, are okay with that without mm -hmm. that. Right. You know, there's houses they call level one house where it's more democratically run, mm -hmm. but we're going to be a level two house where we do provide a little more help and support and accountability. Right. And, and there's a big, that's a big need sure. that first year yeah. because of the cravings and because of yeah. learning coping skills and making the changes. Right. Just knowing, hey, I'm going to breathalyze. That's going to help me stay accountable and honest. How did you find this house? I've been hawking houses for years yeah. and just kind of dreaming like, yeah. oh, this would be a great house. And so it was on my list. Specifically for Serenity House. Yeah. The, the and, I, and I walked in it and I could feel the atmosphere. It's comfortable. It's peaceful. It's serene. And it had the right uh, space requirements. It had the right, you know, area for having a staff person. Sure. And it's local. Locally, it's a wonderful spot because when people are in early recovery, often they lose their driver's license. Yep. Uh, they have to start sometimes back to square one with an entry level position. They need to be close to shops and stores and businesses so they can get around. We, we want to set them up for success. So. And this is perfect because you're walking distance to downtown Leesburg yep. and grocery stores and Yeah, shops. absolutely. Yeah. And, and I want to add that uh, this really took off. Uh, the community and the support has just been tremendous. So yeah. it tells me that this community has a heart for this topic. Yeah. And a lot of times when I speak, I'll tell people to stand up and um, everybody that's been impacted by addiction or substance use to please sit down and the whole room sits down so it just tells you exactly right how how and with women there's a little bit more shame and it's yeah. a little bit harder sometimes i think i mean it's hard for everybody but for women sure. yeah. there's a lot of shame that goes along with that um being a mother or um some of the issues that go along with a woman who is um using substances and alcohol right so yeah so you have a, a full-time job. You're in IT, yep. right? Yep. So you're trying to juggle a couple of things. You've got kids yes. uh, that you're trying to raise. And here yeah. um, starting this um, pretty ambitious project. How do you manage that? So what I tell myself is that I, I try to stay on the middle of the beam. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> my kids, and I, I need my daytime job for sure. Right. Um, so I try to balance it and I try to ask for help. Yeah. I can't do this alone. It's a we thing. Right. And I have wonderful people that are helping me with this that have just jumped in. I could not do this alone. Right. So it's it's incredible the amount of people. There are some people that their immediate family hasn't been impacted by substance use, but they're still so generous and so yeah. caring and compassionate. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so happens. how can people help? What, what do you need uh, the most help with? Is it uh, funds or uh, volunteer absolutely. work? Or? It's a little bit of everything. So absolutely. Funding is, is always important to keeping mm -hmm. a nonprofit, you know, healthy. 
Yep. So we have a website, and if people can help be friends of Loudon Serenity House and make a, a small monthly donation, that, that'll go a long way mm-hmm. uh, for operations and the staff and, and uh, providing a really nice facility. We want women to walk in and go, this is nice. This yeah. is nice. I feel at home. Yeah, so. and I, I think they will because it's 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 a nice home. I love I love what you're doing so far. I can see a, a ton of work being done. And um, yeah, it's amazing it's the businesses that have come through and said we'll do an in kind donation. Oh, we're yeah. we're going to carpet the house. We're going to do the plumbing. It, unbelievable yeah. people that are just there, and that's how this works. That's how we will build a legacy nonprofit for women mm-hmm. in Loudon is having it backed by businesses, backed by the community. And I want people to call us to look at our website when they need a resource, even if it's not for a woman. Hey, what do you suggest? Or can you give us some resources? Yeah, that's great. Well, Melissa, this has really been enjoyable, educational. Uh, I love what you're doing here. Very impressive uh, how you've just stepped up. You saw a need in the community and you just jumped right in. And there's not a lot of people willing to do that these days. And I want to say thanks. Yeah, thanks for helping us. I really appreciate it. So, So guys, uh, for those of you out there who are interested in helping Melissa and uh, uh, the foundation, uh, we'll put a link to the website below. That would be wonderful. Yeah, visit, become a friend, donate, and uh, I'm sure you guys would appreciate it. Yeah, wonderful. Thank you very much. We're very grateful. You bet, Melissa. Thanks. Thanks.